And welcome back. Good morning, Michael Paul, in with our friend Gene Valentino, who has been so kind as to sit in with me for the last couple of days because my regular co-host, of course, Ted Tibbett, is out uh, for a couple of days. But, uh, Gene, this is the normal 15-minute uh, segment that we do with you every Friday. So this is all yours. What you got on your mind? Well, I'd like to – I was surfing on the web. First of all, thanks for having me, and well wishes to Ted. Let's Looking forward to hearing from him on Monday. But uh, I was surfing the web, and I came across uh, an interest, a gentleman's interesting take on a new language called Bidenese. Uh, Bidenese. Let me give you a three or four words I've come across uh, in my training of this Bidenese language. The first is Nexelschrank. Donald Trump now poses a Nexelschrank for the Americans. As a fumble on his words. Another comment. Come on, here. man. Come on, man. <laughs> How about Baden Keferher? Uh Barack and I think it's a right to have a Baden Keferher. Here's another one. My bus been wet. My bus been wet. Now you don't put the emphasis emphasis on bus. You use all the syllables together in the same strength. My bus been wet. It almost sounds like my butt's been wet. <laughs> well, anyway. you know, it has, actually. <laughs> one point or another. <laughs> Here's another one. Palmist. And if you do, I'm sure Barack and I can proclaim a palmist. Now, if you're watching, if you've got one ear to the news on the radio or the TV and you you hear someone say that, you think you're going crazy. You say, what What did he just say? Here's here's a real complex Bidenese word to consider. Truinder-duba-da-pressure. Truinder-duba-da-pressure. Last <laughs> week, he came out and said, I will lead an effort, an effective strategy to mobilize Truinder-duba-da-pressure. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, this is an individual who holds the most powerful position in the world as leader of this nation, who can't complete an English language sentence. One side of me wants to giggle and make light of it. The other side of me says, why has not the 25th Amendment to this Constitution been invoked to remove such a supercilious leader who goes down in history as the worst president of this nation? Okay, so so Gene, if if I might, I have said all along that Joe Biden would never serve much more than two years as president. We all we we all had a gut feeling that this was going to happen, but I'm going to tell you after this election is over with, when this red wave happens and when he loses control of the House and the Senate, there's going to be a move in the in the Democratic Party to do exactly that. Mark this day down. And Gene and Michael talking about this on the radio, they will use the 25th Amendment and they will use it shortly after this election, maybe on the maybe at the first of the year. Well, I hope you're right, Michael. In fact, they tried it two or three times on Trump and uh, and but the Republicans don't uh, react uh, lightheartedly or recklessly. If they pull this, uh, if they evoke their rights to exercise an action under the 25th Amendment, they'll do it once 
They'll do it decisively and they will have an impact with it. Yeah, I've heard the commentary. Well, what are we going to be getting if Biden's uh, pulled out of office? My only comment is let's follow the laws of this nation and take it one step at a time. Uh, but on a light, can I follow a lighter note for just a minute? Yeah, sure. Here's a here's a great, uh, great quote um, uh, that uh, Ted Cruz came out with. I was <laughs> I was laughing all day when I heard about it. He said this. This is from uh, from one of his speeches recently in the Midwest. Inflation is so bad. Antifa cannot afford bricks. Inflation is so bad that even Eric Swalwell can't afford Chinese dinners. And inflation is so bad that even Hunter Biden cannot afford crack. Go figure. It's it's getting bad. (laughs) You can't make this stuff up. You wouldn't. um, The world is watching us and we're looking for a higher level of leadership and civility and culture. And, um, they're laughing at us, and it's got to change. I hope uh, this pendulum swings back the other way, and we re um, reinvent uh, ourselves, if they want to use that word. Okay, reinvent ourselves doesn't take much invention. Just do what we did before and bring back civility and culture and leadership, honor and pride in the leadership of this nation as seen by the rest of the world, and then we can readdress some of these world uh, security issues that are at risk. We've got one right now where Kim Jong-un over in North Korea, Michael, has launched about 25 different missiles, test missiles, allegedly, over South Korea in the last 48 hours. And uh, we're on high alert over there helping South Korea, uh, so much so that the Defense Department, with or without Biden's knowledge, sent a strong message to Kim Jong-un in the last uh, 24 hours saying, this has got to stop. You're about to experience some uh, severe uh, retribution for this crazy behavior. Meanwhile, he's given off some of his missiles uh, to Russia in the attack against Ukraine. You can't make this up. It uh, it is amazing how leadership makes a difference. You know, and this is something that I have talked about on this show in more on more than one occasion, and not necessarily about politics, but it of course uh, applies to politics as well. Leadership is 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 so important in every organization, including the White House, the administration of our government. When you don't have strong leadership. You have these kind of things that start happening because there's always somebody out there that wants to try to do something to the United States. And this is the time when they feel like they can do it when there's not strong leadership. People are laughing at us across the world. I mean, it's sad. The meanwhile, deflect, divert and distract how Biden gets away with murder and stays quiet on the southern border. Still, he has the ability now to go around the world, the nation uh, campaigning for certain Democrat candidates, but can't find his way to the southern border uh, to show sympathy and empathy and to develop a plan, a plan to protect this nation. How many have come over the border now and are illegal who are um, are incendiary. They're they're uh, terrorists. They're intending. They're sleepers. They're sitting quiet, intending to do damage. Over eight hundred and fifty migrants trying to cross the border since January first are dead. 
850 people uh, have tried to make it over the border and have died. Do you remember uh, AOC crying at the fence down on the border about the uh, reckless and, and, and disregard that Donald Trump had for these um, migrants coming over. And here we have over 850 dead since the first of the year. And Biden Not won't even visit. Not a word. Not a word. No, it's a it's shameful. And America's this is the chance for America to see it up close, personal, firsthand. And if we do not change in this November 8th election, four or five days from now, then we get what we deserve. You know, Gene, I thought it was interesting that the president was on TV, not last night, but night before last, talking about how democracy is at stake in this election. In other words, you know, the, the election itself is almost bad because, uh, well, it's going to it's going to change democracy. Well, I thought that's what democracy was all about. I thought elections were democracy. Am I confused here? No, you're not confused, Michael. That's Democratic code for vote my way or you'll be in trouble. That means that your right to free expression is now threatened by an intimidating comment, starting with the president down to other leaders in this nation who say, my way or the highway. Kathy Hochul, govern, um, um, incumbent gubernatorial candidate Democrat in New York State, running against Lee Zeldin, Congressman Lee Zeldin, got it handed to her in full force when she said to Zeldin in a debate, what is that's not an issue. What are you worrying about that for? Talking about yeah. the level of crime. And you know, now she had, she's she realizing, boy, what a mistake that was. Yeah, she had Hillary campaigning for, her, by the way. Uh, I got a little soundbite if you'd like to hear it from what Hillary, same old tired Democrat BS from Hillary Clinton. Here's what she had to say campaigning for Kathy uh, Hochul. They are determined to exercise control over who we are, how we feel and believe and act in ways that I thought we had long left behind. Yeah, I mean, who's trying to control? You know, one of the things I've learned about Democrats and especially Hillary and Bill Clinton, whatever they're accusing you of doing, they're doing it themselves. They're doing it themselves times 10. Uh, what is, remember Hillary's comment? What difference does it make? Yeah, what difference does it make? The Benghazi, the Benghazi raid and several Americans dying trying to defend our fortress there. Uh, the uh, the this has turned out to be such if if we don't see the true ramp up that's going on in the Democrat Party over the last 10 years. This didn't happen just since Biden got elected. This has been a pattern that's been ramping up over the decades. And it's going to take a little bit of time to repair and bring uh, and return back to normal. November 8th is going to be a decisive day, no question. But it's going to have there's going to be a lot of repair work needed. I've proposed and you've heard me talk about it, the America's second Bill of Rights. I'd like to share it with you and maybe on another another morning uh, 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 eight seven fifteen uh, uh, gathering we have together. This the second Bill of Rights is eleven amendments. The first Bill of Rights we have now has ten amendments. It's the first ten amendments to the Constitution, but the uh, accountability amendment I call it is the second Bill of Rights of 
uh, of 11 amendments to fix the operations of dysfunction in the United States government. Usually amendments are put in place to manage policy and procedures like um, like uh, free elections, like uh, 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 the the right for women to vote and uh, the Equal Rights Amendment and so forth. But now we have to fix un- some of the unilateral controls that exist in Congress that are too far reaching, giving congressmen and women too much control, the bureaucrats who've been in jobs 30 years under them, the Department of Justice, including the FBI, and certain things within the administration. There's 11 amendments I put together. I'll share with you some other time, but it's needed now to repair uh, some of the operational dysfunction that exists in our United States Congress because technology is moving so fast. We've got, uh, we talk about the issues with Twitter. Uh, It really sits against the backdrop of a broader issue of social media, uh, high-speed travel, Cell, cellular technology. Uh, 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 oh boy, I could go on. A- energy uh, battery operated cars. All of these new changes uh, in in our technology have happened literally overnight, and our constitution needs to be uh, brought up to speed to address those issues. Yeah, I think I think you're absolutely right. But the problem is, is getting that done in Washington is no small feat. However, I always like to point this out, that there is a group out there called Convention of the States that are absolutely looking at doing some of those very things to set up a convention outside of Congress, outside of Washington, with regular folks from the from the, from the different states. And this is a great organization. You should go to conventionofstates.com if you haven't already and take a look at that and see if you can help them out. But anyway, all right, so we're going to take a Fox News break. And we'll be back to the weather, and we'll continue our discussions with Gene Valentino. Does she walk? Does she talk? 